Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I sit down with Nikki Kerrigan to discuss fitness, goal setting, and group fitness. Sapphire training helps the -the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, so a little bit of background on Nikki. She is a nationally certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, and a team Beachbody coach. With 12 years experience in the fitness industry, she can motivate you to achieve your fitness goals. Nikki also carries specialty certificates in a variety of areas, including Beachbody's world-class programs, P90X, Insanity, C-I-Z-E, and PIO. She also carries specialty certifications in TRX, kettlebells, yoga, Lays Mill, Aqua Fitness, and Active Older Adults. Nikki has helped clients from ages 6 to 93, leading a more active and healthy lifestyle. So I was super excited to talk with Nikki. She's actually based in Minnesota, with um, where I am based as well. So I have never met her in person, and I really actually am looking forward to um, heading to her studio someday. So she talks to us about um, group fitness and how or why she would choose that over personal training. Uh, as well as goal setting. We really go deep into um, how to set goals that are you're actually achievable and that you want to do. Um, she has great reasonings on um, finding your why. She gives us four sound examples of that, um, which she actually learned from one of the Biggest Loser contestants that she reached out to um, a few months ago. So I hope you guys enjoy today's interview. It was a pleasure. You can tell her passion Um, just really is into the fitness industry. So I think you guys will enjoy Nikki. I'm super excited today. I have a fellow Minnesotan that I am talking with today. Her name is Nikki Kerrigan. So Nikki, I'm going to throw it over to you and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. It's, I really appreciate you having me on today. I love that we are connecting um, a couple of Minnesota women who are passionate about fitness and I'm excited to be here. So I am a mom of two. So I have two boys, Brady and Will. They're 15 and 12. I've been married to my husband, Mark, for, oh gosh, 17 years. Wait, almost 18 (laughs) years. And um, we own a small fitness boutique studio in downtown Rosemount called The Warehouse. Uh, My husband also works full-time in the wine industry. So it's kind of cool. We've got fitness. We've got wine. Great little pairing. That is Um, a great combo. Yes, it is. It's so nice. And um, we also have a crazy two-year-old Labradoodle named Rudy, who is just a little bright spot in our life every day. Um, One interesting fact about us also is my son, Will, who's 12, he has type one diabetes. And so he's had that since he was five. And what most people and what I feel like as the mom of type one diabetes, um, I always like to remind people that it's an autoimmune disease and, you know, there's nothing that he did to cause it. There's nothing that we could have done to prevent it. It's one of those things out there that I feel like the media puts so much on diabetes, diabetes, but they never specify which one they're talking about. And he's got type one, which is the autoimmune form. So that's a little bit about us in a nutshell. Wow. So can we talk about that just briefly then? Um, sure. Like having you know, a child with type one diabetes, do you find any differences in schools or in school settings that you've had to like work around or maybe other mothers? 
Oh, for sure. For sure. So um, the schools have been amazing since day one. Um, it has been, you know, it was a huge adjustment for us. Fortunately, Will was in a pre-K program where he was only going to school two days a week at first. So when he was diagnosed, you know, having to send him back to school was probably one of the hardest things as parents that we had to do because we had to turn over and trust some people to keep an eye on him and watch over him and, you know, just, and give him independence, you know, as, as parents, our goal is to help them have wings to fly and be independent people. And so when we had to turn him over, we had to just, you know, do it, but they were great. We met with them ahead of time at this little preschool pre-K program that we were at. The teachers were more than willing to learn and understand what they needed to do. And I have to say it was only like two hours and I ended up sitting in the parking lot probably the first couple of weeks <laughs> just so that I was like right there if anything happened. So I just turned on music and did little work in the car. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. So he was five at the time and then um, transitioning into school, um, the, like the grade schools, then there's a school nurse. And so we've been through, this will be our fourth school nurse now that we've worked with since Will's been in, um, you know, elementary school and now he's in middle school and we've had great experiences. I mean, they have been just like, just wanting to learn. And most of them came in with a, just a baseline of knowledge. And if they didn't, they, we had one nurse actually go to a class to learn his pump. I mean, it was just like, that's just above and beyond if you ask me. And I appreciate that as a mom. And, you know, there's other parents too that, you know, there's other students that in, in our um, community that have it. In fact, there's, I believe seven in, um, seven, sixth grade students, I want to say at the middle school, my son goes to right now and it's pretty intense. So the nurse wow. has a lot on her plate, but you know, she's handling it in stride and, and, you know, the communication is great and it's, it's been really good. And I think the camaraderie that we have as moms, you know, um, when students get diagnosed and if it happens, I I've always told the nurses to give people my number if they ever want to call and quite a few moms have taken me up on it. And it's just that nice touchstone because somebody did that for me. So I, I pay that forward. I, I had moms do that to me, like just friends of friends that knew people that connected to me. And those were some of the most heartwarming and like just connected phone calls I've ever had with people I've never met because it's such a curveball in life when you get thrown this curveball. Wow. I love hearing that, that the community like kind of comes together and, and it's not, you know, cause I think sometimes we hear so much about like moms being against other moms or comparing, you know, and hearing like the positive and being like, no, this community we come together. Oh, that is great. It's great to hear. Um, especially, you know, we kind of are turning into a 2017 and turning a corner, um, hopefully away from some negativity uh, in the media. So I love putting out the positive vibes. Um, for sure. For sure. And I think with adversity, when you're faced with any kind of adversity, and this is what we decided when Will was diagnosed, it's like, this could tear us down or it could build us up and turn us into stronger people. And we've just made that choice that it's going to make us stronger people. So when we get hit with curveballs in this, because every day is kind of different with type one diabetes. I mean, some days are really great and others are super confusing. And then like today, he just woke up with the stomach flu and that's just not the same as like a healthy, 
I mean, he's a healthy kid. I don't want to even say not a healthy kid. Like, I just want to say like a, a person who's got this challenge, you know, of type one diabetes. Cause now we're also juggling the blood sugar management, making sure his, you know, blood sugar stays into normal ranges, making sure dehydration doesn't happen. I mean, it's just a whole other balancing act. And so fortunately my husband and I both work from home. And so Will's in good hands. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So how has it been? Like, you know, you have two boys now growing boys and then you have your own business and then your husband works for himself. How do you kind of manage all of that kind of for myself selfishly? Cause that's what my husband and I are kind of working on too, with our little son who's just turned Well, he'll be 11 months then. Oh, congrats. That's so cool. That's so cool. And I think it's awesome to have parents that work from home. I mean, this is serious. This is the 21st century. We can do this from home and we can, create the life we want. And that's what we've just decided to do. And, you know, Mark, um, he works for a company called Foley Family Wines. So he's just able to work out of his home. It's kind of, and he travels. Um, but the reason he can do that is simply because number one, he put in so much like guts and glory in the beginning, you know, like he, um, he worked a lot of hours. He worked for Gallo Wine Company, Johnson Brothers Liquor Company, and now finally now with Foley, which is amazing. He's got a few different states he manages. Um, we just schedule our work hours and we try to schedule things when the kids are at school. And there are just a few times where, you know, I teach early morning classes and then sometimes I do have to leave when they get home from school and that kind of stinks. But we just talk about it and we're just like, Hey, I've got to teach classes tonight. So here's what you're doing. Here's what I'm doing. And we're, we just try to be as scheduled as we can so that everybody feels like they've got a place going on in the, in the household. I just downtime and just, I mean, I love downtime. Don't get me wrong, but just like too much of anything, right. You want to make sure your kids feel like they've got purpose and everything too. Even if you can't be there every moment you know, but again, my kids are a little older, so we can kind of leave and leave the kids alone for a couple hours. Yes. Yes. How did you have your, how long have you had your own business? Um, so I've been, um, a personal trainer for 13 years, um, had my own business now brick and mortar business for almost four, but my own business for about six of those four. Okay. So I was, I was kind of like running around town, going into corporate locations, doing fitness in like conference rooms and things like that. And, um, renting space in a martial arts studio before I got my own place. Very cool. So let's kind of transition now into goal setting. Cause I know that's something that's, I love to do. Um, but I also agree people sometimes don't always do it right. So kind of what is your take on realistic goal setting? How, what tips do you have for people to actually make goals that they enjoy and want to achieve? Oh, I know. I think this is like such a great um, topic, you know, as we, you know, are, are into this 2017 people, I think the biggest competition with goals is that people stop caring about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, it's not other things like, you know, when I think about it in the fitness world, I think about, you know, health and fitness goals. And it's not like I'm competing with the fitness center or studio down the street. I'm competing with the couch and Netflix. Yeah right? Totally. So that's like where I feel like, you know, I, of course I'm going to gravitate to talking about fitness when I think about these kind of things, but you can see that it's a universal concept. So if it's like, you know, I've definitely, I've talked to kids about this stuff too, about graduating high school and going on to college, but it's like, it's the same recipe. So when I think of realistic goals, I think the first thing you have to do is get a piece of paper and literally write them down. 
And when you think it, you got to ink it because if it's just this like esoteric concept in your head that floats around, it's not going to be real. And it's not going, it might be for like a week or so. You might be like, yeah, I am doing this and I am doing this and here it is. But when like, when life kind of creeps in, you're like, oh yeah, no, that's no big deal today. And it's no big deal today. And then suddenly it just, it's gone. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you put it on that piece of paper, it's there and you can write things down and then you can really craft a nice and tight sentence too. That's not just like, I want to be happy. It can be like, you know, get specific about it. So, um, when I, you know, kind of the next step. So I have six, I have seven steps to creating a realistic goal. So the next step in that would be to break it down into small goals. So if you said, you know, I want to, and I'll bring it into number three, it's got to be specific too. So write it down, small goals, specific. Those are my first three. So if you were to say, I want to lose a hundred pounds, you need to break that into smaller chewable chunks, right? So if you wanted to lose a hundred pounds, a good small goal toward that would be, I'm going to drink 80 ounces of water. I'm just throwing a number out in the air or whatever, 80 ounces of water a day. That's going to help you lose that hundred pounds, right? So that's like a stepping stone. I am going to meal plan on Sundays and here is my meal plan, you know, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, dial it in, right? Drill it down. Because if you don't take those small actions and you don't plan them, they're not going to happen. Mm, I love that. Especially like the, I am, you know, rather putting it in that language where I, you know, rather than I wish I would do this or I want to achieve this, like I already am doing that. So I like that language that you used. It's so helpful. And quite honestly, I like ripped that off from acting classes. I took acting classes in college. I was a English major and a theater minor. So, and now I'm a personal trainer, which is hilarious, but <laughs> so applicable, right? So, <laughs> That's awesome. But you know, whatever you find your way in life. So, um, it's funny because when you are dissecting a scene, you have to look at that scene and say, what do you want? It's not like you just get handed a script and you memorize lines and you go perform them. That's not what acting is. Acting is like taking scene by scene and going, what does my character want? You know, what, what are the obstacles in the way? How, do this, how does this person get over this obstacle? So you're constantly doing that. So when you're delivering those lines, they're coming from a place of like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going you know? So you, you almost, I, I, I take that all the time and then put it into goal setting because we would have to, we had assignments in our acting class where we had to write our objective. So we had our scene objective and then we had our super objective, which was our overarching objective of like the entire play or whatever. So if you were to write down a big goal, right? The hundred pounds would be like the over, like the super objective of the whole play, right? If we're talking in theater terms and then the stepping stones, the small goals would be your scene by scene goals, right? So then that brings me to measurable. So the fourth thing I would say is you got to make it measurable. So maybe one of the small goals 
is to step on the scale every week. Now, I know some people hate the scale and they, they say, oh, you're not measured by the scale, but you've got to pick something. You've got to pick something that you can measure your progress. So if you want to do the scale or if you want to do like a circumference around your belly button or if you want to have a pair of jeans that you're going to try on every Saturday or whatever, right? Something that will measure your goals so that you can see if you're making progress. And I think too, um, fitness trackers have been pretty cool with that too. Like you can record if you, if one of your small goals was water, you could record your water. So every day you've got something to measure and say like, I am one inch closer to my goal. That's awesome. Yes. And I love, I also agree with like just the scale. If that is your goal to lose weight, you know, doing it once a week, um, you know, rather than the daily, but if you, if you're intending to lose weight and we're never actually checking in with what's going on with our body, um, most likely you're probably not going to hit that goal. You have to have that measurable thing that you can see. Plus it's motivation for you as well. So that way you can be like, great, this is working, you know, and that's where that weekly check-in just kind of be honest with yourself. And typically, you know, at the end of the week, if you step <laughs> on that scale, what's, what, what's going to happen, you know? And I, I just actually did that to someone today and they were like, oh man, we're coming off a long weekend. Like, how is this going to go? And she w- was like, no, I got this. Like I own this. I did awesome. And you know, it showed. So those are always the moments too, that you can celebrate and, you know, celebrating your successes along the way as well. Oh, like for sure. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, I think the biggest thing too, is when you write them down, there's this level of ownership that comes through. And when you dissect it and you create a nice sentence like that, that really encapsulates that goal, there's that level of ownership. So that, like you said, if you do, you know, make some mistakes, maybe you had a couple glasses of wine over new year's or whatever, or you, you know, went to somebody's cabin over the weekend and you had, you know, rice crispy bars, or I don't know, I'm just making something up. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can just take ownership and go, yeah, I, I took a couple steps back, but you know what? Like, this is just where I am. This is just who is, this doesn't define who I am. Like it's just is, this is just the measurement right now. And I have to own it and buckle down a little tighter, you know, batten down the hatches this week, you know, to get myself closer to that goal. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, the other thing too, like, so then my fifth step is like, these are kind of out of order, but they all go together, but picking a focus, like really having that tight focus so that you, what, can you, can you visualize yourself? Can you, what, what comes from that? Like what, what is life going to look like? You know, if it is a hundred pounds, what is life going to look like a hundred pounds lighter? Can you put that in focus? Can you write down a few things that you're, you're going to be able to do? Like we had a, we have a client, um, Eric at the warehouse who he like over the last, oh, year, three years, he's lost a hundred pounds. And so, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's absolutely, it's amazing. It's a jaw dropping story and he's kept it off and his life has changed. Mm. He, um, was kicked off of a roller coaster with his son. Mm. He was told to ride this, they went horseback riding and he had to get put on this like different horse than his fan, like had to go to a different area and put on this different horse than the rest of his family. I mean, just those little things that, that humiliated him as a father Mm -hmm. and it's just not what he wanted. It's not who he wanted to be. And so he decided to just put the focus lens on and say, this is the life that I want. 
So now I'm going to get real about it and I'm going to make some changes and inch by inch, he made a change. Mm -hmm. And when I say inch, I just mean step like action step, right? Because it's, you are one action step away from having the life you want every single day. If you behave like a healthy fit person, you're going to become a healthy and fit person. That's just how the world works. Oh, I love that. If you behave like a healthy fit person, you'll become a healthy fit person. Oh, <laughs> that needs to be like a bumper sticker. <laughs> right, right. Boom, just dropped a bomb. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's so great. that's cool. And I think too, what, I, what Eric did, you know, when I think about Eric, for example, he scheduled what he was going to do. And he had a great support system. Like his wife was all on board with him. She had her own goals and they did it together, which I think is always, if you can be on a dream team with somebody, it's your spouse, right? Oh, for so, sure. <laughs> right? How great is that? Yes. So the two of them were dialed in and they scheduled their action steps. I mean, it was, they were coming to workouts at 5.15 in the morning. They were meeting for lunch. She was at, she's a stay-at-home mom. So she would make lunches for him and he would come home from work and they had their lunch together and she would also prepare what they had for lunch, like would be some sort of like offshoot would be their dinner. So she would like cook during the day and have it set up. So she set the scene for success. Mm. Mm. It was set up and it was scheduled. It was a, it was a rigid schedule that they followed that worked really well for them. So if it's scheduling your workouts, if it's putting reminders on your phone to get up and walk at your desk, if it is setting reminders on your phone to check your water intake for the day or having a certain water bottle. We had one client, Deanne, she took a water bottle that she'd used for the day and she put a piece of masking tape across it and she would put a, a little hash on it. Every time she refilled it, she wanted to fill it up four times a day. And mm -hmm. so she would just put a hash mark on it every time she filled it up. So when she got to four, that was her victory. Oh, that is great. I think that's, um, I mean, a lot of those things are just those habits that we're building and, you know, working on and it does like setting yourself up for success. You know, it, when you boil it down, it really does start to those little basic habits that, you know, start out so small, but they do add up if you're consistently doing them and tracking them, you know, such as Diane, I believe her name was, you said, and with the water, like those are brilliant little ways to have your health kind of start to slowly um, begin to increase. Do you have any other tips then for us on goal setting? So yeah, I've got one more that I think is kind of the, the icing on the cake. And I, I love this and I've heard this and I know you've heard this as a trainer over the years, but getting in touch and it kind of touches on that focus thing, except it goes one little step deeper and it's about your why. Mm. Why you want this, right? <laughs> why? And we recently, so it can, when I say focus, the visualization, that's one thing. And some of that visualization can become that why, right? So now it kind of boils down to this. We, we recently had, I don't know if you, did you ever watch The Biggest Loser by any chance? Oh yeah. Back in the day. Yep. Yep. Okay. So me too. I watched it several years ago. And when I watched it, I remember this woman, Shay Sorrells. Do you remember her? She was the heaviest woman. She was on season eight. She was that like, sounds familiar. Yes. She lost 200 pounds on the show and then was kicked off the show. You know how they voted people off? She was voted off. And then I believe she won the at-home prize. Oh, so yeah. I learned a great lesson from her recently. I actually became friends with her on Instagram and reached out to her 
and asked her if she would host one of my team calls. So we have um, an online team of coaches that we work with. And so she joined our call and she's so smart. She's just unbelievable. I just adore her to pieces. She's a psycho. She um, is a social worker and she has the uh, psychology degree and she's just really a smart woman. And one of the things she said about your why is that every person, there's four pieces of a why. And I had not thought about it this way, but this was like from her behavioral, you know, psychology mind. And she said that some people's whys are number one, tangible. So it could be something like, I want to get in, you know, you hear people wanting to get into a certain swimsuit for a vacation or just wanting to look good. Like sometimes that's just enough. And it's like a tangible, it's a thing that you can, that you, you're going to see and feel and you're, you got that. Right. So there's tangible, um, or like a prize, right? Like you could win cash for, you know, like diet bet or something like that. Like some people just, that's how they can do it. Right. Is having that end game goal. Um, the second one is attention. So that would be like, if you posted pictures on social media and you got likes that would fill your cup, you know, and that would be like, Oh, and it's uh, like some positive accolades. You just feel good about yourself when people are like, Hey, did you lose some weight or Hey, you working out? Like that's enough for them. And none of these are better than another or bad or good. They're just, this is just human drives, right? These are just, just basic human drives. Um, number three is sensory. So it's just like feeling good. Like there's this overall, like you get hooked on the feeling of, you know, just feeling good and healthy. And again, I'm talking about this as in a, um, weight loss standpoint, just because fitness is just what I do every day. Mm -hmm. um, so feeling good, it's that tapping into that internal drive, that internal, like your heart song has, has been, you know, fulfilled. And then the last one would be time. And it's just to have a longer quality of life. Like, you know, in your heart and soul that every time you take action toward a better lifestyle, that you're contributing to your longer quality of life. And that's enough for you. So every person has one of those things is going to be kind of the stronger one, but some people might have a mixed bag of, of those. And so when she said that, I thought, oh, wow. I mean, after reflecting on that and thinking about conversations I've had with clients over the years and then my own self, oh, I can find that now right away. Oh, that's, um, I read a book called No Sweat. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. heard of it. I don't remember who the author is, but I read it earlier or no, earlier last year it would have been now. And it's very similar. It's all about finding your why. So when you told me those four different whys, that they didn't go into that in the book, but it totally, I mean, it makes sense. Cause when I talk to, you know, prospective clients, that's usually what I always kind of hint at, you know, what is your reason why? And a lot of the times, um, you know, it is one of those four reasons and that's kind of your true why. So sometimes people will kind of get into the, maybe initially it is, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, but usually it could be you know, some people have a more of a hidden why underneath it is, well, 10 pounds, but really I actually want to feel better, you know, when I wear a certain dress and, you know, maybe they are, you know, going through relationship issues and that's going to make them feel better. And, you know, all of those things, like when you really dig deep, you know, sometimes there's those hidden whys, which I think those four, you know, kind of hit on. So I love that advice that she gave you. I mean, that's brilliant. Isn't it? I know. I was like, bam, there's a bomb because that's, I mean, when we're as personal trainers and, and fitness instructors and just people working with clients and building relationships, like I feel like sometimes, and I know I've done this and maybe you have too. It's like, I always just want to shorten the learning curve, you know, like 
oh, just do this, just do that, you know? And, and it's like, it's so not about that. Like, it's like, you have to just listen and you have to ask pointed questions and just know that person so that then you can kind of, of course, our goal is to shorten the learning curve, but you know, not like in a quick, like, oh, just do that. You know, no, it is like, get in there, dig deep and listen. And I think that's, you know, a very common thing that new trainers, we just want to help people get results and get them quick and get them. But if they don't own them and love their, their reasons and they don't have that, they're not so in touch with that. Why that it's not going to stick, you know, if they're going to go back to kind of that default setting of not really, yeah, I don't really care that much or, you know what I mean? It's just not, it's not going to be as, as it's not going to own it. They're not going to have the ownership. Yes, I totally, totally agree. And I think the more that you can kind of tap into it and sometimes we don't want to always go there. Cause I've had people, you know, they're like, I'm not ready to share with you, but I, you know, like they kind of are starting to get there. Like I've had others who are like, I haven't even went there with myself yet. Like I have to journal and scrape away some of this stuff before I can even express to you what it is that I truly want. And I think to me that is, and that's probably came more the last few years because now I've been training almost, well, this will be 10 years now. And when I was an early trainer, like that was not, that was not kind of done, I guess, even 10 years ago in fitness to really dig into those. And that's why a lot of times it didn't stick. And I think some of it sticking now for people is because they realize a lot of it's tied to emotional and, you know, it's not just the physical, the physical and emotional body are so tied together. And I think that we're starting to realize that more. And then once we get that kind of, I mean, it is almost like you're kind of a psychologist at times. Um, I did study ironically psychology enough. And so some of that resemblance, you're like, okay, yeah, you definitely have to do, you know, put on your thinking cap and listen and be willing to listen. So I think if there are fitness professionals listening, you know, having that cap and knowing that to really help people, um, you know, and having that compassion. Um, so I think that those are all things, you know, that can be helpful, whether you're a client or if you're a trainer, um, and knowing that we are here, most people are here to truly help. So for sure. And I always feel like it goes back to like, you know, you and I can know everything about the quadratus lumborum or the, you know, whatever, but people don't care what we know. And so they know we care. Yes. And that does not like, and, and quite honestly, the most rewarding client relationships I've had are the ones that where we dig deep and we get into it. And it's not a big, it's not, and I, I feel like the people that own their goals the most it's not even, it's wonderful because they own them and they volunteer this information mm-hmm. and it's not this big headache or I don't feel like I'm managing and like, Oh, Oh, Oh no, it is a conversation, like a real conversation. They own their goals. I'm just there to touch base with them and keep them going. You know what I mean? It's not like, I think some fears, and I know this might've been one of mine in the beginning of to kind of dig deep was just like feeling like, oh my gosh, now I'm the end all be all for them. It's the exact opposite of that. Like it's, they own their goals. That's the beautiful part of it is that you don't feel like you are, you know, twisting their arm time to work out. They don't need that. They don't need that. They just need to have a high level conversation with someone who's willing to listen and give feedback and help them get there. Mm. Yes. So on kind of that same piece, how do you see accountability helping women reach their goals? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Um, that I think 
can be the most game-changing thing that you can have. And so when you have a system of accountability in place, whether that be, you know, like I said, Eric and Amy, you know, that was the, the couple. So Eric was the guy who lost over the hundred pounds and he, the accountability was definitely with Amy, but it was also with the members that were at the warehouse. You know, he got used to that crowd, like every morning they all got used to each other. And there's that level of accountability that when, and if somebody didn't come to class, it was like Facebook message. Hey, is everything okay? You know, and sometimes something, you know, somebody would be sick or whatever, but it was like, they know that people care and that it matters that they show up. And that just helps because when somebody can give you that, or even just like a little Facebook message, like awesome job in class today, how great does a little virtual high five feel? Mm -hmm. How great does it feel to have people around you that are doing what you're doing? And so when you surround yourself with with people who are doing what you're doing, it just gets easier. If you're surrounding yourself with people, if you're trying to lose weight and you're surrounding yourself with people who are eating Snicker bars and Pepsi for lunch and going home and plopping down on the couch first thing, it's going to be really hard to stay on track with your goals because you're just not on the same wavelength. So when you can surround yourself with people on the same wavelength, no matter what, you know, as long as it's about just bettering self and moving forward, it just changes your entire game around. So what do you think some of the benefits then to, you know, people who do like the independent personal training versus group fitness classes? Do you see pros, cons to both or what do you usually recommend to people? So I typically, I am a big, big proponent of group fitness. I think group fitness changes lives. I think group fitness is a place where you have this built in group of people who exactly like what I was saying about that accountability. I think people have fears about it though. Mm -hmm. And it's a big obstacle to overcome. I think a lot of times people who want to lose weight think that they need to hire a personal trainer Mm -hmm. and I'm a personal trainer. So, (laughs) you know, like I, okay, that's work, right? That's great. But I really think that there's something to be said about the community and plugging into community support that you can't get from a personal trainer. And I don't think that everything, like group fitness is my number one favorite way to get fit. But I love fitness in any concept, right? I love fitness inside, outside, upside down. I don't care where you can, I'll climb a mountain. I will ride a bike. I will, you know what I mean? It's, I love all levels of fitness. It's fantastic. Dancing, anything. Um, And then hardcore stuff too, like boot camps and things. So, you know, when we can just find a lane that fits somebody, um, that's when I think you can see the best gains for people. So I typically... I recommend that people just get into a group fitness class and try it. And I think sometimes it's got to be the right group too. And you've got to, you know, know, like, and trust your trainer that's going to be teaching the class. And that helps a lot. Or maybe have a friend in the class that has already kind of done the hard work and gone to that first class where you kind of feel awkward because you do have to do that, you know, to get through it. I think it's great to go to a personal trainer too. Um, I think that there's sometimes there are people that are a little more on the introverted side that would prefer that one-on-one connection. Um, however, I just personally think that the best results that I have seen have come from group fitness classes or even like workouts at home where they're dialed into that accountability group. I think there's, there's gotta be an accountability group somewhere along the way. 
in order for success to really be ingrained. Yes. No, I totally agree. And I, I think that, um, like I do some small groups. I actually had to combine a few of my clients into a small group, uh-huh. um, because I couldn't train everyone at the times they wanted. And so I, they didn't know each other, you know, and I kind of put them in a group and they were all very apprehensive at first. And now they yep. love, I mean, they're always like, Oh, where's so-and-so, you know, asking, Oh, is she gone today? Like, I thought she was going to be here. So I love just that like connection that they start getting and having with each other. And it's not just with you. It is like, okay, you know, one of them's going to be gone over the winter for a little bit. And she's like, Oh man, you're leaving me with Andrea by myself. You know, <laughs> those type of things that you're like, okay, I love that you say that. Cause you're like, you know, you're going to miss your partner. You're going to miss your buddy. So yes. those are some things that, you know, they do feel accountable and they, push themselves a little bit harder, uh, which they would have never done if I wouldn't have been like, okay, I have to pair you guys up. And, you know, they were all like, let's try it. And they haven't turned back. And it's been about two years now doing that. That is so cool. Like that right there is the epitome of what I really think happens, the magic that happens in group fitness. I mean, it really does. And it can be a small group. Like you said, it doesn't have to be 50 people or whatever. And when I say group fitness classes, like at the warehouse, we teach our biggest classes are, you know, in the thirties, our normal size, I'd say average most days are around like 15, you know, so it's not like we're talking, you're stepping into this massive room. I think look for places. I think boutique studios rock because you do get that really solid sense of community you can also find like those smaller, you know, sense of community type classes at big box gyms too. Um, you know, I think if you just find an instructor that you like and you find a time that you like, and you go to that same time, you'll typically find the same people. And I think that that really helps like with kind of building that sense of community around you. Yes, I totally agree. Cause that's where I usually go to a same yoga class, um, every weekend. And I have found, you know, after going a few times, you're like, Oh, yep. It's the same person again. I should really introduce myself, you know? Cause then at that point you're like, I've met you, but not really. So, you know, you're kind of past that. And some people have already, you know, introduced themselves and, you know, it is kind of that open and warm environment. And if you do see someone new in class, um, you know, being friendly and, you know, being like, nope, we don't have set spots, you know, and just kind of welcoming and open to people who might be stepping in new as well. For sure. For sure. Love it. Love it. So I know that you have a team powerhouse. I want to little, know a little bit more about what is team powerhouse. Oh, team powerhouse is my heart. Um, it is so awesome. So we have this team of people who it's like kind of a VIP accountability group, essentially. So what it is, is it's a, it's a mix of there's fitness professionals, registered dietitians, and then fitness enthusiasts, um, and other healthcare professionals too are in there. Um, but it's mostly just what we all have in common is simply the fact that we want to be the best versions of ourselves. And there's a group of us in there who like we kind of are the leaders and we lead groups. So we will do online accountability groups. And so what we've done is all of us in team powerhouse have partnered with team Beachbody. So team Beachbody is a, um, like fitness infomercial, like, I don't know if, you, if you've seen P90X or 21 day fix or Pio. Yeah. Yes. I got certified that in that 
Oh gosh, oh, years you? ago. <laughs> I did. Oh, awesome. I think the very first year you could. I have not practiced it, but I am certified in it way back in the day. <laughs> oh, it is such, that is such a good program. It, that's a really good program. It kicks my butt. And it's one of those like sneaky ones. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm kind of doing yoga. And then the next day you wake up like, Oh my gosh, I didn't <laughs> know I had a muscle back there or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's a great program. Um, so yeah, they have like everything for fitness. And so what I like about it as a fitness professional is now like, you know, and then team powerhouse, um, is that if I meet somebody on an airplane, it's not like I can say, Oh, I have a studio in Minnesota. Sorry. You can't ever come and I can never help you, you know? So I have these tools that I can connect them with. So I can say like, Oh, great. And I can get to know them, understand what they want for fitness. And I can, you know, say, Hey, I think you would do really well with Pio, or I think you would do really well with insanity. Here is this, you can go to this link and you can get Beachbody on demand. You can do your workouts on demand and, you know, I'll put you in one of my groups. And so team powerhouse, we are a group that we are constantly running groups. We are reading, we have a book club called brain cardio, where we are always reading some kind of book to help us be better people and be the best versions of ourselves. So most recent we read, um, miracle morning, um, which is amazing by Hal Elrod. I've not read that one yet. Oh, it's, amazing. I would definitely recommend that one. It's such an easy read too, because it's like, it's very actionable. There's just so many little actionable things. So in setting goals, this is such a great, um, book when you think about setting goals, because it just sets your day up for success. And it does kind of give you that guideline of, you know, measuring your goals and picking your focus and, and just there's certain things that will help you stay on track with that, that he really deep dives into. Um, and then you are a badass. That was another one we read. And so what we do is we read the book and then our, our leader of the book club, her name is Lisa Stoner. And she, um, would put in like every week she'd put in like a what, why, and how. And so she'd say, here's what I got from the book. Like, and she would put something up like a quote and then, you know, why did this resonate and how would I take action on it? And so we would all just sort of chime in on our own, what, why, and how, and like, say like, here's what I'm going to take action on. And so these are all things that are ongoing, um, every single month in our team powerhouse page. And so this is just something that is just so near and dear to my heart because this is the ultimate level of accountability where people are just wanting to be better people. And we have people on our team that are and like my co, um, leader, she lives in Hawaii. She's a personal trainer in Hawaii and she has a boot camp. We never would have even met or been able to work together had we not had this same connection to Beachbody, which is what, how we met. And so it was just really kind of cool like that to meet people that are going in the same direction in life. Now, again, we all love fitness, any single wear. So it's not like we're just like, Oh, everything has to be Beachbody. I mean, most of the people in my group also are members of my studio or they are members of different studios or they have their own studio. So it's just a really cool, um, group of people, again, just trying to be the best versions of themselves. Oh, so there's many, you know, different benefits I'm assuming that you've kind of received from being part of this group. Yes. There's, um, there's some other things too, that like within the, the network of Beachbody. So part of the, the team that I originally joined is called team rockstar fit and it's all 
fitness, it's mostly fitness professionals. And there's a mastermind group that we are, we have within that, which that has been the key thing to help me build the business and the brand that I have today. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have my studio in the way that I have it if I didn't have this group to connect to, cause they've all been there and like made the mistakes and mm. been the trainer that said, I want my own place. And so, <laughs> it's just, you know, it, and that's a big dream, you know, oh, it yeah. is, and it's a big undertaking. And I didn't know how big it was. I just thought, yeah, I got all these people in my class. We'll do this. I'll turn the key and leave. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you know, there's so much more. And I mean, I knew that on some level, but they were really like helpful in that. And then, you know, we just had a trip to Beaver Creek, Colorado that we were able to go to. We had to qualify for that with certain hitting certain milestones and goals. So qualified for that. It was a paid for trip. Um, I've never been to that area before. So it was really neat to like fly in there and be in Vail at the, you know, in the mountains and going in hot tubs in the winter at like the foot of the mountain while people are skiing. It was just, it was unbelievable. Sounds beautiful. Yes. Yes. For sure. Especially because you do not have mountains here in Minnesota. I know. Oh my gosh. We just have these little hills and seeing those mountains is pretty breathtaking. So along with Beachbody then, like, do you have nutrition tips that you give to women, especially like busy moms who are trying to keep their families, you know, healthy and still try to provide them with food that tastes good? Oh yes. I know that can be so hard for some people. And, you know, there's, you know, I think that people can do things in different ways and you have to just understand what resonates with the individual, right? Some people do really well with counting calories and looking at my fitness pal. And if that's the case, I say do it because it really holds you accountable to what you're having each day. You know, especially if you're having, if you want a weight loss goal, or if you just want to be healthy, you want to make sure you're kind of hitting those macros. But if you want to like up it a notch, there's an, a system that we have through Beachbody called the 21 day fix. And I feel like I kind of wish they didn't name it that because I think people think of that as like, it's a quick fix or you just do it for 21 days, which is not the case. It's actually a lifestyle. But the reason they named it that was that it just takes 21 days to form it as a habit. So I hate having to explain that, you know, <laughs> but I feel like you have to in some way so that people, you know, there's so many misconceptions about fitness and health stuff out there that, you know, I think a lot of times as trainers, we have to be that voice of like, yes, stay away from that or no, you know what I mean? Like, like go this way, this is good. So there's this program and what it is, is like, it's a portion control system. And it was put together by this trainer, Autumn Calabrese. And she worked with a, you know, a, a registered dietitian and they put this together and I have a friend, a really good friend who's a registered dietitian. And we're just like, okay, how many years have people been saying, well, how much do I eat? How much of this should I eat? And we're always like, oh, you know, like, I mean, I'm an intuitive eater. I've really been, you know, I can do this. Like if I don't count, like I'm still in good shape for the most part. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. (laughs) Right. So it's like our we have to remember that our clients are not us, Yep. you know, like they're not us. Like we're graduate level students of nutrition and fitness. So we got it. They don't. And they're not as, you know, genuinely innately curious as we are. And at the same time, they don't want to hear about all the little details of this, this, and that. I mean, maybe some people do. And if they do get to know them and have those conversations, but for the most part, people are like, what can I make? How much can I eat so that I can fit into those jeans? Cause, um, 
Christmas has me feeling like I have a muffin top. You know, that's kind of where they're at, right? I mean, realistically. Yes. So this is awesome, this system, because it's like you get this math problem and you, you put it in and this is how it determines how your portions and it's custom to you. So you can say like, I want to lose weight or I want to maintain my weight for the year. Maybe that's somebody's goal, right? So it, there's this math problem that says, okay, you have six proteins, five vegetable servings. This is, I'm just making up numbers, right? But just, it'll give a person a unique setup. And then there's this app where you can track it all day long. And in the app, it's like, okay, your red container is for chicken, beef, turkey, you know, and then vegetables, it's Brussels sprouts, this, this, and that, right? So you can really dial in those servings and figure out, okay. And so we're just like, why the heck didn't we invent this? Because this is the problem that everyone has. Uh, yes, that's so true. I'm like, how many times do people ask me, how much should I eat? I'm like, well, well, the deck of card about for your meat, which is about the size of your palm, you know, and going through that right. people don't remember or even care. And they're like, oh yeah, I, I know that, you know, and <laughs> putting it being like, here, follow. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. And I've always felt so bad about that over the years. You know, I'll, I'll give people a recipe or, you know, I've given people so many clean eating guides and different things. And as trainers, we have to be careful and we stay in our scope and all the, the, that stuff. And that goes without saying, but we can provide ideas, right? So I used to give people things and they're like, oh, this is awesome. So how much, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I, would just make a plate like and I don't think about it because I'm not going to overeat this because like I'm very intuitive and how do you explain that you can't and so this system just is like that bridge between somebody who you know might be a very intuitive eater like me to teach a system to my clients that they can utilize for life that helps them and it's it's changed the game for so many of my clients and i that to me is is a gift right there if i can help somebody with that like that is awesome so that's a huge one and we also recommend at our studio and something i've used for 5 years is shakeology which has also made my beach body and it's it's a superfood nutrition shake that has everything in it, vitamins. Um, you know, it's like a multivitamin, but it's um, it's all whole food source. So it's not like you're getting pre-synthesized pre vitamins. It's not, you know, full of artificial sweeteners or colors or anything. And it's something I give to my kids and it's just, I, I believe in it. And I believe it helps a lot of my clients as well. And it's one of those things where it's like one a day, for breakfast, but you got to bulk it up. So you have enough calories. So we throw in like a fruit and some almond milk or something like that, a little peanut butter, and that's their food for the day, or they'll have it as a snack and just to kind of lay the foundation. Mm, that is awesome. And I heard a, um, an interview, I want to say with the guy who created the shake for Shakeology on uh, rituals podcast. And, um, I know that he was just saying all of the good things that he does and he was like searching the world for the best ingredients for that shake. I've never tried it. Um, but I'm not a super big into shakes myself, mostly cause I do Ayurveda, which is more hippy dippy, probably weird for most people. <laughs> I, I mostly soups, but I do do shakes, but not with protein shake powder in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like, again, you're very hippy dippy on that front trainer. Um, but I've heard good things. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I could give that shake a try at some point. So that is on my 
I would see if I like it type of shake. <laughs> well, I can send you some if you'd like. We have it at the warehouse and we have like a little retail section. I'd be more than happy to send you some just to try. It's so awesome. And I think when you can like, when you have tools at your fingertips that can help somebody, you know, it's just, it's so awesome. And I, and I, I believe that there's always like, there, there's so many ways to do things, you know? And I think that if we can shorten people's learning curves in some ways by understanding what they want and then finding a solution for them that matches what they want. Mm -hmm. That's key. I mean, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to do. And I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm a fan of that and any way that I can do that for people. Um, that's what I try to do. And that's what, for me, like the portion control, any kind of fitness, tell me about it. Let's do it. Let's get you doing what you need to do. And let's get you some Shakeology so that you are functioning on the right cylinders and moving forward. Now, like you said, you have the, um, air, oh my God, air, Ayurveda. Ayurveda. I can see the word, but I'm always like, I, I always kind of gloss over it when I see it written. Cause I'm like, I don't even know how to pronounce that, but no, I, I know most that. people are like, what is this? So I was like, I know it's just an ancient wisdom philosophy. How did you get into that? I know. I think it's cool because it's like about like organ health and like there's there's a lot of great benefits. I mean, it's it's so awesome. And I think when you can find something to focus on that moves you and you are where you want to be in your health and fitness, like that's what matters. Yeah. No, I was introduced to it. Oh, I was on a yoga retreat in Costa Rica a couple of years ago and the teacher there talked about doshas. And then I was like, what does this mean dosha? And then, you know, we kind of were talking and then I was like, I need to do a yoga teacher training. So I took a nine month yoga teacher training and then the doshas and Ayurveda, that was my favorite part of the training. So then I'm, you know, decided to go through this big, another nine month course and just diving deeper into Ayurveda. And so I've just, for me, that's like my thing that stuck, which I am not, I, nutrition was never my favorite thing to talk about, you know, with clients. Um, cause I think it is so individualized and, you know, having that like Ayurveda is something that I'm like, Oh, this is something I believe in. I finally have something when people ask, I don't force it upon people, but just telling them what I do. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that's kind of like my first thing that's been like, Oh, this is actually sticks like spices as medicine. You know, I'm getting over a cold and my cold was like so short because I started using ginger and turmeric tea, you know, like stuff I would have never done before, but I was like, holy moly, like in two days, it, I was so much better. So like all of those little, you know, things that I'm trying that I have been working for me. Um, you know, it's just stuff that I share with clients when they're like, oh, this is, you seem different. What are you doing? They're like, This is it. <laughs> Love it. That's well, super cool. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's kind of how I got started onto that. <laughs> Do you have a tip for me to help my son through the stomach flu? Um, I do. I just actually read through, um, well, see, that's the tough part too with Ayurveda. They really go with preventing or mm -hmm. they go into how did that happen or why did that happen? So within the three mm -hmm. doshas, um, it depends. You'd have to have more information of, um, like I won't go into all of them cause I'm, people are going to, I'm going to lose people on the kapha, vada, <laughs> I've talked about it before, <laughs> but you can really go into depth. And then if you want to know if it's more mucusy or is it, inflammation due to like excess fire in the body or is it excess air or ether in the body so like you can really dive deep and then that kind of triggers okay well this is how you treat it so Love that's it. kind of how I treated my cold based on my symptoms I was like okay so with this this is what I need to do these are the spices I should take and so it really 
it's, I mean, it, it's going to be a practice. It's going to be a study because I don't know all the answers right off top yet, but I know enough now to, okay, what's out of balance in your body? Here's how you treat it. That's awesome. I love stuff like this. It is so fun. I think there's just such an endless wealth of knowledge and things to learn and grow from when we look at fitness and nutrition and just the everything that people are doing and what's working for them and how you can even, you know, you can implement those things at like a super detailed level, or you could go like even just at like a probably a couple baseline things. Like if you just decided, I know my father-in-law is like big into turmeric, you know, he's like, Nope, I'm doing this every day because this is my thought. You know, he has like a whole plan, like of why he's doing that. And it's like, you know, yes, great. You know, things that help to keep inflammation down. Like if you are being proactive about something, it's, it's that having that goal and saying, you know what, I want to do this in my life and I want to see if this makes a difference and you just do it and you dig in. Yes. And finding something that resonates with you and uh, that makes all the difference mm-hmm. in the world. And yep. if you're being ready, cause I actually was introduced to this in a habits course. Well, it would have been over a year ago now. And I was not ready. Cause I was like, mm, this is too much. I can't eat early, later dinners. I'm supposed to have dinner before 6 PM, like done for the day eating like oh, what? and no snacking. Oh my gosh. So like I was ready, you know, I was introduced to it, but I was like, not ready. But then somehow I'm reintroduced to it and I'm I'm ready now. So sometimes that's the case too. You might be introduced to something where you're like, oh, I'm not ready. But then maybe a year or two years later, you're like, huh, it keeps coming back to my life. Like this is a better time. So sometimes, you know, picking up on those signs, um, you know, and taking them and running with it because it could be the thing that you might need in your life. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I'm assuming you're probably still you know, in touch with some of those, the things that you did at that, at the Costa Rica thing, or maybe some of the people, and maybe you're seeing them or you're seeing things online or you're getting newsletters, you know, it's like you, when you start to kind of, you got to digest it and make it like your own. And, and that's what probably happened on some level is like, you made this your own and said, this is what's right for me. And this does make sense to me. I love that. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, it's mm-hmm. delightful. And I'm glad I could share a little with it with you. Yes. Super cool. So, um, the last few questions first, how can we connect with you? Um, where do you like to hang out on social media? And then if anyone wants any more information about your fitness studio or, um, team powerhouse, how can they find you? So I'm on Facebook and I'm Nikki Kerrigan on Facebook. So N I C K I E and then last name is Kerrigan with a C-A-R-R-I-G-A-N. And that's also my handle on Instagram. So I'm over there a lot as well. And my website for my studio is just NikkiKerriganFitness.com. And my studio is called The Warehouse. Very cool. So last second to last question, one that I always like to ask everyone, what does peaceful power mean to you? I love that. I think it's super cool that that's the title of your podcast. I think that's a really neat title because it does indicate, um, it says a lot about you, first of all, and that, you know, you are all about, like, to me, I think for you, what I'm, when I first saw this was just that you're about just like, how can we empower others and how can we walk around with that just empowered feeling and ownership of who we are. And so when I think about it just in general, people like that peaceful power is when you have done the work to really know and grow yourself, you walk around that way. That's your vibe. That's your energy. That's how you show up 
in all of your roles in life in the world. So your role as maybe a mom or a dad or whatever, um, an employee, a business owner, a friend, a sister, a daughter, we all have a lot of roles that we play in life. And when we can show up with that peaceful power, we are in touch with who we are and we're taking good care of ourselves so that we can show up strong. Mm, that is awesome. You were the second person that said empower. So I love, oh. I love that. Yes. And that, cause the other interview hasn't aired yet. So that's even more. I'm like empower. People are picking that up this year. Mm-hmm. So For sure. my last one is a little, um, I like to give the listeners a little weekly challenge, um, to kind of tackle throughout the week. So, um, what would you like to have the listeners do this upcoming week? I would love to see the listeners tackle writing down a goal. You know, it's February, so dust has settled. The gym parking lots have cleared out. Most people <laughs> have stopped caring. Don't be most people. Mm. Be above average. Mm. Find what you want. Do more than what is expected. So one of the things, this is so silly, but this is just, this is how I roll, right? So I just got for Christmas a Jawbone Up tracker, right? So I never wear fitness trackers. I've, I've had a polar heart rate monitor. I just don't really wear them. I'm just, I work out, whatever. I don't care. Well, everybody's sharing their data. And I started to think, oh man, I kind of want to share some data or see some, right? So I got the Jawbone up and now I have it, right? So it says that the average person should be walking 10,000 steps a day. Well, I don't want to be the average person. So I'm walking 11,000 steps a day, right? That's my goal. So I'm pushing that needle up. So it's simple things like that. Where can you do that in your life? How can you challenge yourself to be above average and above average people write down their goals above average people set small goals toward a larger goal. Above average people are specific about their goals. Above average people measure their goals and they look at it as not a measurement of themselves and who they are. It's a measurement of their goal. They can separate those things and not be deflated if they didn't lose a couple pounds, mm -hmm. right? If they, if they stepped off track, they just own it and they move forward because it matters to them enough. And they're focused enough on that end game. They can see themselves at the end of that goal and who they are. And they know they're better for that. And they, they schedule it. They have a calendar. They're organized. They know when they're going to be where. And part of that includes their workout times. Maybe their other time for self-care. Like maybe it's taking a bath. Put it on your schedule. Take a bath in Epsom salts. Um, get a massage. Have some self-care on your calendar. I actually have a color code for self-care in my calendar. I have all my roles in life separated out in, in color so that I can see, oh, wow, I haven't had a self-care thing in a while, right? So, um, and then just getting in touch with that why. So above average people will do that. So I challenge all the listeners to be above average and just take action and go for the life that you want. It's not above you. It's right in front of you. You just have to do it. Mm. I feel like that is the perfect place to stop. So that was like such a good pep talk. <laughs> Coaching you, like, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Love it. Good. Oh, thank you so much, Nikki. It was a pleasure talking with you. You too. You're awesome. I love your podcast and keep inspiring. Oh, thank you so much. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com 
where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.